0: You may be seated. As we begin this time of word together, let's pray. Will you pray with me? Gracious and loving God, we thank you for your word. We are grateful that you teach us how to pray. May we be people of faith in our words and hearts, but also in practice. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, our God. Amen. I love it when the thing that we sing happens to be the thing I need to hear. Has that ever happened to you? I think, I think it's for two reasons. One, Mel, our music director, is wildly talented and tuned in. Thank God for Mel. The other reason is that Mel is working with the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit knows the insides of all of your heart and the inside of mine at the same time and then comes to us and delivers exactly the medicine we need it's personal and it's communal that's holiness and today in our song when i saw when i'm lost in the valley with chaos for company i thought oh yes lord with chaos for company you've ever worked in a church (laughs) you know you have chaos for company And without our scripture to remind me that god's own breath breathed over the chaos and created love and life i don't think i could keep going i don't know how people in other industries navigate the chaos without this breath without this god and you know i will never be one of those preachers who preaches that humans are you know, sinful and bad. We are not. We are good. We are God's good creation. And we tend to make the chaos, don't we? Oh, boy. And so, as I am inclined the way every human being is towards chaos, I thank God that God is God. Because the rest of us are kind of a mess when we're being completely honest. And the work we put in to trying to not look like a mess is half of why we're so tired. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna do the brave thing today and I hope that you'll follow suit. Be you. Are you tired? Did you have a long week at work? Do you miss, maybe you're tired, maybe you miss your long weeks at work. Whatever it is, I'm glad you're here. Not the you you have to put on to step out the door, but really you, all of you. There's something strange when we embrace the all of us, the all of us, we get a glimpse of God's kingdom. I don't know why we can get so little and then get so big when we become honest about who we are. So I'll be honest, this is on my heart, because I marched in the gay pride parade yesterday as a member of the United Methodist Church. <laughs> what an honor it was. They gave me a lay. Talk about being welcome to the table. Come as you are, was what I yelled walking down that very sweaty two-and-a-half-mile parade route. Come as you are. God doesn't make mistakes, and every single one of you was born perfect. Now it's our job to get to know who that person is. It means probably taking off the clothes... You put on to be acceptable. Yes, I gain great comfort from our scripture today. You, O oh Lord, are the greatness. To you is the power, the glory, the victory, and the majesty. If I forget that, I might just forever put on this clothing that makes me acceptable to, to people power. And let's face it, another word for that clothing, church, is armor. It's armor. And then we're one step from the call of war, whether it be in our home or on a much, much larger scale. For all that is in the heavens and on the earth is yours, God. Yours is the kingdom. Without knowing that, I don't think I could walk out the door honest. Today is the last day of our sermon series on the Lord's Prayer. The last line of the Lord's Prayer is, For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory. For how long? Forever. Nice. Amen, right? A reminder of what Brian preached and has in some way preached every Sunday he's ever preached, which is that God's kingdom is what reigns when we claim Christ, not ours. I think I'd build a pretty good one, like, pretty good. I'd do my best. But honestly like what is human best up next to God's knowing all so it is with great relief that this kingdom and even this church is not mine but God's the words that precede this line lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil that's a big prayer And it might be intimidating because there's temptation. Oh, Lord, there is temptation and we have seen the evil. The reason we can pray this boldest of prayers is that for thine is the kingdom. This is us saying, because you can, God, no one else can. Because you can, God. This last line wasn't originally part of the Lord's prayer. Did you know that? I love that about this, because this tells the truth of scripture. Scripture is both directly from God and from God's people. We don't get to wiggle out of that. When we claim Christ, we take on the whole history of God's people. It's a heck of a story. There are high highs and mercy. There are some low lows. And God puts the whole story in here. God puts the exodus in here. God puts the golden calf. The ways humanity has gotten it wrong are part of the story. And we're to know that story. Because what do the victories mean if we don't know that we've gotten it wrong sometimes? So at the end of this bold prayer that we might be led from temptation and led away from evil, we have to say, almost like we can't help it, because you're God. Because thank God you are God. And I thank God the church put that there. Because we need that reminder every day. These bold claims that we make for justice and mercy and redemption and resurrection are only possible because God is God. I think every prayer should end with that reminder. And in fact, the Psalms do. The Psalms always end with a declaration of God's goodness. For thine is the kingdom. Some claim that this is a political statement. I'll leave it up to you. But if there is one God and there's one king, then as Christians, our allegiance primarily is to God and Christ. Would we vote differently if we always thought that way? I'm asking this question of myself every bit as much as you. I'm just your I'm a part of your congregation. They just give me a microphone. I I'm still trying to figure out why, okay? Would I relate differently to the kings of this world if I always knew who my king was? For thine is the kingdom and the power. God's power is so different from human power there's some overlap right like if i wanted to go be powerful i could i could change people's minds and and i could and i could go out there and like make physical changes with my words and with my hands and with my body and i could change the world and god showed us a power of mercy and tenderness the ultimate mercy in his own son jesus christ god's power I believe in Jesus is mercy. I don't know many boardrooms that would preach mercy. I've sat in on a lot of them. I used to work for a federal congressman as the communications director. I know well what Capitol Hill looks like. Mercy is not a word that gets used a lot. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory. Oh, this word glory is delicious, isn't it? Like fruit. Careful. You might think it's for you. Glory is God's. And the glory is so delicious that in our giving it to God, we get to taste some of it. It feels so good to praise our God that it brings us to life. That makes me glory adjacent. I get a little bit when I pass it through to where it belongs. I think this would have been a huge prayer and claim when this was written in Rome. The word glory for Romans was the word. Glory with honor? Huge! Glory was something you sought. Glory was something you sought for your family. And glory is what we often seek on the battlefields, be they literal or metaphorical. Glory is so sweet we think it's for us. This is understandable. This is humanity. I think we all know when we've done something and then want to be told how good we were for doing it. I, you know I'm a preacher. All I want to hear every Sunday is good sermon. I get it. And I've been wondering from God why I'm so thirsty for that approval why are all of us so thirsty for approval I'm not here to blame you I'm here just to ask the important question did I choose approval over love did my hunger for love I don't know or mercy become so starved that I settled for approval Probably, there's a lot more approval out there than love. Sorry, except in God's house. We're at church, we get to do it differently. Let's do it differently here. I'm not here to give you my approval that is based on opinion and is subject to all of my own personal limitations of which they are countless i'm here to give you my love which is infinite because i have become more willing every day to receive god's love you can't give something you haven't received if you're poor in love how do you love people that's not fair that's not fair but we worship a God whose love is infinite. All we need do is open this. This tender, often broken thing where God lives. That's harder work than it may sound. Be gentle with yourself while you do it. If your heart hurts, go slow. Jesus is mercy. While you're being kind to yourself, be kind to your neighbor. They are doing their best. Be kind to your children's ministry director. Be kind to your worship director. These are people who are vulnerable all the time, trying to, To bring you to God, we're kind of getting it wrong a little bit. It's not our job to do that. It's our job to show up and get vulnerable. This church is a literal example of restoration. This church has been here a while, this physical building, and it's aged. And as all of us are aging, we know that sometimes things need attention. It needs a band aid, it needs a hip replacement. Holman Hall just got a facelift. Actually, that makes it sound like it's just her face. Holman Hall got both knees and a hip. (laughs) So when we go down there for family Sunday school, be gentle with her. I'm glad that she's being restored. May all parts of our church be restored. This is God's kingdom. This is about God's power and God's glory. Church is where we try to touch that. Our efforts aren't always pretty, are they? But they are sincere. When I marched yesterday alongside my LGBTQ plus siblings, I had to be honest about how messy things have been. Isn't it messy, church? If you're familiar with the state of the United Methodist Church, you know things can get messy. We're going through a divorce. But in the same breath that we mourn a divorce, there's new love and new joining coming together. I got to tell every single person at Pride yesterday, you are beloved. And many of these people grew up in a church that they had to leave. Or worse, some stayed. Where they heard that they were not beloved children of God. It is my sincere honor to look every person I know in the eye and say, You are treasure. If we knew that, how different the world would be. Not perfect, you're not perfect. Lest your ego get all excited, but I just told it how good it is. I mean your very being as God's children, your treasures. For thine, your God, yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory. Forever. What lasts forever? Forever. We just talked about age, right? We don't. My body does not. My mind does not. But God, God is forever. There will be a day when heaven is realized here on earth. And on that day, God will wipe away every tear This is the promise. This is the forever that we wait for and pray for and try in our own little way to bring about. I'm not trying to make the kingdom, but I am trying to be used by God for its realization. By God, I am. And if I'm getting it wrong, at least I'm getting it sincerely wrong. I'm sincere. I love each of you. And I guess my call to you is to bring your sincerity. I'm so grateful to my gay and lesbian and trans brothers and sisters because they show me the power of coming out. They're not the only ones who are closeted. I think we all have a part of ourselves that we might not be honest about. That's okay. You've probably been given really good reason. Maybe the church taught you wrong too at one point. I'm so sorry for that. We're trying to do better. My charge to you is to come out of the closet about who you are And bring that person to church. Because we have a kingdom. We're God's people. And I think we're supposed to be used to realize this thing. But we can't do it from a closet. God breathes over the chaos. So, if you feel chaotic coming out, that's okay. God breathes over the chaos. <laughs> no wonder we can't stop praising God. <gasps> Thank you. Thank you because we are your beloved chaotic messy children, doing our very best. Before I sign off, I want to tell you one other thing I got to tell every single person yesterday is to be brave. Be brave. You're not in this alone. You have a family here. If you'd like to talk about courage or simply go on a walk with me sometime, I promise to like you. I promise to love you. And Pastor Brian feels the same way. I want to offer myself as your family. It's an honor to do so. Will you pray with me? to the God who shows up as mercy, to the God whose very breath breathed over the chaos and made life. God, help us to be brave. Help us to be honest about the hidden parts of ourselves. And while we're doing that, let's be kind to other people as they bring their hidden parts out. God, we can't do this without you. Your kingdom and your power and your glory are the only things that make this possible. God, the world is being ravaged, each place in its own way, and I think of Gaza. Humans are ill-equipped to handle this situation. God, please, please, if I, if we are to be so equipped, give us this. Give us this power. I soften myself to you so that you can fill me. And anyone who can help in Gaza God, give us the courage to address and be honest about the wars we are fighting much closer to home. God, we lose lives to hate that is preached from pulpits, God. Forgive us, God. Forgive us. Make us better pastors of your love, Help me to surrender my kingdom for yours. I don't need my kingdom. I need yours. We ask for the continued healing of our planet. For all animals everywhere. We remember, of course, Gaza. We remember all people cold, Parentless and hungry. Remember our siblings on Maui as they continue to recover. We ask for these things in the embodiment of peace and in the love of your Son, who is Jesus Christ. Amen.